This is episode number 20 with Mark Sibilia. Welcome to the I Love Music podcast. My name is Jen Fedor. I started the I Love Music podcast to inspire people who love music, encourage people who work within the industry, and to hear each person's unique story. If you haven't yet, please like I Love Music Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts from. For this episode, I got to interview Mark Sibilia, who is an American singer-songwriter. I met Mark back in 2009, and it's been so great to see the progress he has made in the music industry. We recorded this episode outside the El Rey Theater in Los Angeles, so you will hear some background noise. If you all haven't heard Mark's music, it's fantastic. Visit his website, marksibilia.com, to listen and see where he is on tour next. All right, let's get into his interview. What music influenced you growing up? Uh, I was, you know, I was definitely influenced by, um, beyond the things I'm too embarrassed to admit, uh, I would say mostly like pretty like classic stuff like, you know, James Taylor. Uh, you know, when I was 18, I definitely kind of fell in love with Bob Dylan. But like some of my earliest influences were like, I really loved like the Beastie Boys, Lauryn Hill. I really loved the first like Eminem album. I'm pretty sure my parents didn't know that I owned that. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really loved that. But then, I, you know, I was 18, I like discovered Bob Dylan and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, did you grow up in a music, musical like household? Uh, yeah, my my grandfather was like a, a bass player. He had his own orchestra, and uh, but he cut hair for a living as well. So he would cut hair during the day, and then he would play pretty much every night uh, professionally. And then uh, my dad is a guitar player and singer, um, and he also like would promote shows when we were a kid, uh, when we were kids. And uh, so we always had like musical people coming to our house. Like he would have these amazing like people. Uh, from all over the world come and stay with us and he'd put on these shows and so yeah that's cool um what was what was the first instrument you picked up uh the first instrument I played was I started playing drums when I was like two and a half because my dad also worked for the company that invented the nylon polymer drumstick um and so he got me a drum kit and then I was about four and four or five and they got me they got my brother and I a piano um and so I piano became like my real first the the first instrument that I really kind of dug into and I did that pretty much exclusively till I was about 22 and then I started playing guitar um mostly because it was just like such a pain to travel with the piano yeah it would be um from your musical background was it pretty pretty easy picking up the guitar or yeah I think so it wasn't too it wasn't too hard I mean like anything you get a little bit of first timers luck and I also have a lot of you know had a lot of music in my background you know but like anything it just gets harder the farther down you go the progress is much more uh it's you start with big steps and ends up in baby steps so did you play in bands then in high school what what was maybe like one of your very first bands that um you were in well I did some stuff with friends here and there uh I didn't really do a ton of band stuff. I've kind of always been on my own, and I'd have guys play with me here and there. But, um, yeah, mainly I've always kind of been on my own, honestly. That's great. Um, What goes into your songwriting process? Like, uh, do you remember, like, one of the very first songs, like, that you wrote? I I remember it somewhere deep in the back of my mind. I hope no one ever hears it. (laughs) 
but um, but uh, yeah, I think as far as my process goes, it's definitely all different. I mean, you know, I when I wrote Summer Clothes, I was staying uh, with one of my best friends in Buffalo, New York, and uh, I wrote that song basically in one you know I just sat down and wrote it one day it wasn't like fast I remember it being actually kind of somewhat challenging um but you know I just sat and wrote that by myself and um a lot of times it's just I'll get inspired by I'll hear some kind of melody or lyric in my head a lot of times I'm just daydreaming just generally speaking in life and sometimes the daydream becomes so visceral so real in song form that I just start you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like sing, I'm humming this melody or whatever. I should probably like sit down and like actually see if this is something. And because it's what I do for a living, you know, I, I, I can, I like, I, I, I can like, basically what I'm saying is I'm almost unemployable in all other aspects of life. So I don't have a job where someone can tell me not to stop. They, they can't say don't, you can't write a song right now. So basically, I, you know, I'm just doing whatever it is I'm doing. And I find myself like, thinking about a, a melody or something and then and sometimes like it's weird like I'll have like you know sometimes I have weird dreams where it's like you know I'll hear melodies or I'll, some really famous person will be singing a song in a dream and then I'll wake up and be like man that was such a great song that and then I'm like no that wasn't a James or that wasn't a Bob Dylan song that was like some some just weird imagination and some so it's just kind of weird but then also like I have a collaborator that I work with um uh a guy out here um uh, in LA that uh, I spent a lot of time with and him and I have been writing a lot and that's much more of like a, uh, a really like he's just such a pro so we've kind of like dialed in these this this next batch of songs like in a, in a different kind of way so yeah that's cool so um are you working on like your next album or EP or what's what's the next back yeah, yeah. batch of songs uh, I'm probably well we're we're gonna release a song tomorrow because uh the uh, we had a song that Jeep is using for their like national summer campaign that just started airing today, and uh, so like that'll be the next song. But um, you've had like yeah. you've you've had a really good like relationship with Jeep because like right well well like licensing wise probably because like three or four years ago. Yeah, I'm a car guy now. <laughs> no, I'm really not a car guy, but I guess yeah. I could I, it could appear that I'm a car guy. Uh, no, I love Jeep. Jeep has been awesome to me. And, you know, I actually have always driven a Jeep before I even knew them. Um, but I, uh, I wrote a song uh, and I worked with them on their, uh, summer campaign and they're, they're just awesome. They're easy to work with. And, and, you know, I don't really, I, uh, you know, I just, I really like working in all aspects of music, you know? So if it's like making an album or if it's making a song or if it's doing something with a brand, you know, if it's the right people and they're cool, I'm down. And uh, and so I'm doing that. I'm I'm actually working with uh, some DJs right now that uh, are recording some songs that I love that I've written. That's amazing. I love I love like you know like that you're getting to collaborate with like all these like different people. So so I'm doing that, and then uh, um, I I have a bunch of songs that I'm like finishing recording. So you know right now because I don't have like a record label that's designated over all of my music. Like I, I am working, like, you know, I have, I'm working with record labels, but I'm not like, they're not, I'm just doing my own thing, you know, for the most part. And, um, 
but but uh, licensing like has really helped you out yeah, with like licensing is awesome i you know I, a lot i just write and record so much that uh there's so many opportunities for music now to like become a part of people's lives um that uh yeah i'm 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 totally down uh, so like i think in canada right now I have a song that I wrote like seven years. It's like the National Hershey's campaign. So like I just write these, I make these songs and, you know, and then, and then they just kind of eventually find a place, you know, and everyone wants to like, you know, I grew up in the generation where you had to like be on the radio to like mean anything was happening with your life. And, you know, that's, it's not really the case anymore. There's just so many different things. I mean, it'd be great to be on the radio, but I actually, uh, I don't even, uh, I don't even know how I'd listen to the radio at this point, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> Because, yeah, streaming services. I'm sure it's important. And I always appreciate I always appreciate people that play my records on the radio and all that stuff. Um, but there's a whole there is life after love, as Cher would say. <laughs> yes. Um, for artists out there that um, want to get more into licensing and the publishing world, um, do you have any do you have any like recommendations or thoughts? I think, I mean, I, I don't, I think my thoughts about music are generally speaking probably would be the same for everyone and every question would be is just, it's really all about the music. I mean, yes, there is a point where it's not about the music. When you hear a pop singer go up and they suck and they're very famous, then like at that point, yeah, like, but that's just like a different sport, you know, it's not really music, you know, and that's also like playing the lottery and everyone wants to win the lottery, but the reality is most people that win the lottery go broke. So there are so many other ways to, uh, uh, maybe it's not politically correct, but skin the cat. Um, there are so many other ways to do this and like have a living and make fans and grow what you're doing and get it to a point where, you know, there's a lot of people coming to your shows and you're having like a really amazing life uh, from music. But it all starts with the music, I think, you know, and the music will always kind of, I wouldn't say the music will always make its way. I'm sure there's so many great songs that have never been heard or sung or whatever, but I think that, like that's at least a good starting chance, you know? Um, yeah, definitely. To really just, I don't know, just do it. You know, just make make a lot of music, make a lot of bad music, and eventually good music will come out. Um, Touring-wise, how, how has touring on the road been for you? I, I like touring, you know. It used to stress me out for like the first day, you know, but I'm pretty much wherever I am, I try to find, I can find comfort in uh, I can just find, you know, I can find my happy place pretty much. Some days it's weird for sure. I mean, it's a weird thing when you really think about it. You just have to talk, you know, not not fans so much or people that come to see us play that love what, what we're doing. It's more like, you know, you can get a really weird venue guy or, yeah. you know, a weird interaction. It's just stuff that a lot of people don't generally. And it's also, you know, state to state. It's, you know, it could be country to country, you know, it there's so many variables and I think that's the biggest thing. There's a lot of variables. I have a great time. I love meeting people. You know, I don't, you know, hopefully, you know, no matter how, to whatever extent what I do grows, you know, I really am uh, connected to the people that like what I do. And I really don't take that for granted because, you know, that's what it's all about. And yeah, it's awesome. It's just a human thing. You know, it's a human thing and that's it. How did, um, how did this tour, um, come around working uh getting to come on the road with gavin so i met gavin like a year and a half ago through my former record label uh capital irs 
the imprint that I was on on Capitol closed about a week after my record came out. Um, but one of the great things they did for me was introduce me to the great Gavin James, who I love. He's a very good friend of mine. He stayed at my house for several days this past week. And um, so I love Gavin. I've been to Ireland with him. I played shows with him there. He's a, like a living legend there. So that's great to know a living legend in another country where you can't. Uh, can I drive on the streets there? I'm not sure. But anyways, he's <laughs> he's awesome. And he's one of my really good friends. So uh, very thankful for that. Yeah. I believe, was it back in 2016, uh, Butch Walker produced your album? Yeah, I love Butch. He's awesome. We made a really cool record. Um, again, unfortunately, my record label closed a week later, but... I that, how, 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 did that, how did that affect you, the record label closing, like... Uh, I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to reflect in, like, another 10 years or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, no, I mean, you know, again, to quote Cher, there is life after love. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I, I, I feel good. Uh, hopefully I look good. We'll leave that up to the people. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, Butch is such like a legend. Like, how, how was it collaborating with him and getting his input? Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, he taught me so much from making that record with him. Because you know, I've been recording since I was like 17 or 16. And I feel like I had a lot of good ideas, but I feel like they didn't really kind of make sense. You know, it was just like... Uh, yeah, it just didn't make a ton of sense. But I felt like after I worked with him, I really got a good handle on what was and wasn't important and really helped me carry me to the next phase where, you know, I made Summer Clothes, the last song we released on my own. I produced it and mixed it. And, uh, you know, but I really feel like I owe Butch a great, uh, uh, great uh, amount of gratitude for just like, you know, we just made that record sitting in the studio, just him and I. So I got to learn a lot. That's so that's so awesome. What have been some of the challenges you've encountered working in the music industry, being a musician? I would say it's just like anything else. I mean, you just basically, yeah, I mean, you just, we spend a lot of wasted time comparing ourselves to other people, you know, and and on top of that, even worse, com, you know, kind of comparing yourself to an idea you had of yourself when you were like 15 years old, which is just so dumb, uh, you know, because you, you're like, a, you're, you're just a dumbass kid and you come up with this amazing idea of who you're going to be and then and you take a totally different path that you know could be amazing to everyone else but you know you're like not living up to this punk ass kid <laughs> you wouldn't even respect if you saw him on the street which is your former self so uh I, so yeah i mean i think that's just i, I think the music business is just basically a it it just requires Probably like anything, but I think it requires a lot of mental tenacity, a lot of focus, you know, uh, so much. I think of the problems I see my friends that are doing so much, uh, you know, even like really bigger things like bigger shows, bigger whatever. You know, everyone's stuck in this mental game where you feel like you're this or you feel like you're supposed to be this. And you so you can't do this and that, you know, I don't you know, I. I don't know. I just think the great thing about where we live now is like you can actually reinvent yourself. So no like no move is kind of career ending or career pinning or whatever. So, you know, I think where I'm at now, where before I felt like, you know, the this one song or this one album or this one EP has to be the thing that works. I'm just not really there anymore. You know, it's like I'm just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing right now and it will lead me to the next thing. And, you know, uh, I just think living in, you know, with less expectations and that doesn't mean you don't want to like be whatever, but it's just, 
those things get in people's heads and it kind of cuts off creativity. What keeps you going working working in music? Music mostly. <laughs> yeah. That and also again, I'm I'm basically otherwise unemployable in any other field, so I could probably do something else, but it would take me a sec- it would take me the the work to figure that out would be a lot harder than the work to just write another great song. <laughs> uh but um but I love music, you know, and I love music more now because I have so much uh control over what I'm doing. Uh I have so much control over what I'm doing and so a lot of times when you're on a record label or when you're doing this or that or the other thing, you feel like you have to like meet certain oh, well, it has to sound like this or that. It's like, no, I actually am just making things that I like now. And if I don't like it, I'm not going to make it. That's that's so great. That, I think that's such a great attitude um, to have. Do you have any other encouraging words to people that work within the music industry or artists out there? Maybe for, like, the, the baby bands or, you know, the the bands that, like, want to be on the road more? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think... I just think the more you make what you like, more people are going to like it. And the problem with having any amount of success is you start getting attention from people that really don't know anything. And that's not actually a diss. They don't know anything in the same way that, like, your mom doesn't know anything. Like, uh, like my mom doesn't know anything about music. She just knows when she likes something. And I think the problem is when you start getting attention, you start starts attracting you know, business or managers, whatever, they just don't really know anything. They know as much as your mom does, but you start giving them undue weight and credit. And, and, and if anything, they know less because, you know, they have something to lose, you know. So I would say my biggest advice to musicians would be play your records for your mom. And if she doesn't like them, uh, they're probably not good. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for like taking the time out and uh, doing this interview today. Oh, yeah. It's good to be here. I mean, it's awesome. Thanks again to Mark Sibilia for doing the interview. And thanks to the Bang Ups for the theme music. This has been the Isle of Music podcast with Jen Fedor.